Hey, glad you could make it. Welcome to Fantasy Dad Pods, where dad bods are glorified and dad jokes are encouraged. I'm JT, accompanied by Sean. Sean, how we doing? Uh, good. It was my last day at my job today, so uh, yeah. How'd, how'd you walk out? You're uh, cool, you're cool. No, like I you, have to you're go, cool. I, so I work in healthcare, for those that don't know. So I, I'm getting a different job in healthcare, so I still got to go to the same hospital, so I couldn't just blow everything up. <laughs> so everyone's cool just mid scalpel you're like no i don't want to do that no i i was nice and waited until we're done with the scalpel there you go all right well i i went camping that was fun played a ton of cornhole i i'm friends with you on facebook i'm aware um humble brag um took second place in league night last week and then played at a picnic a sunday afternoon and won it all so well, your boy's if, you're, rolling. If, you're, if you're taking second league I, you should probably win a local pick them up uh these were like the top dogs of the league did a picnic oh had a exclusive oh. invite you got an exclusive okay yeah it was a facebook invite and they were like don't invite anyone else it's we don't have much room and i was like oh bummer i wanted to invite our other buddy that's super into cornhole but i was like maybe next time maybe if i host got it oh so okay but yeah it was it was legit and i'm still like fairly novice but i mean talent usually prevails right (laughs) you 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 would think so anyways lots of fun my kids are into it so it kind of helps every night i'm throwing at least like about 40 bags or more and my wife's like um are you guys done yet what are you what are we doing out here (laughs) So anyways, shout out to our newest followers. Um, I have, I'm going to start doing this because we're up to seven on the Twitter at fantasy dad pod. So I should have given a shout out to Danielle Solinger. So shout out at Mrs. D Solinger and their newest number set lucky number seven, Yancey Eaton. Yancey. Shout out. I think he's more into the dad jokes. His wife, his wife, uh, Malika, especially. Maybe we should follow her so she follows back. She loves the dad jokes. Well, I mean, if it... And Danielle's Danielle our scout for dad bods. Yeah, Danielle loves the dad bods, so like, yeah. let's not sell her short here. Like, We even had an interaction. She's like, I'll, I'll be a full-time scout. I'm already doing it. I might as well just provide <laughs> you with the info. There you go. Super up to date on Giants and then just probably NL West in general. But like, hey, we've got that region covered. Check. Giants are a team of dad bods. They're like the oldest team. They're they are dad bods. Well, speaking of which, you want to give a little little uh, intel? The, what, what's up? You and John and Mikey. You want to give a little like status <laughs> update? No, there's no there's no new status. We're just arguing over the hot baseball players, and I got shunned by being too base so by saying clevenger's a hot dude and he's a dad and they just thought too basic so um i feel shame i have brought shame to my family um but i stand by it he's he's hot so there you go there you go you want moncada is a nice choice i'll admit mikey but it sounds like a bracket hot too so it sounds like we could get a bracket of brewing Daniel maybe can be uh, the judge she can maybe, be like yeah if there's a tiebreaker she can be the deciding vote there you go all right we're gonna kick it off we're gonna start this off fresh dad joke of the week 
a dad told his son to never date a girl who plays tennis. She may be smart, athletic, and beautiful, but love will mean nothing to her. Can I say I saw this joke for the first time today as well? And? <laughs> it's, it's fantastic. It's a dad yeah. joke all the way through. As long as you know a little bit about tennis, you're golden. Yeah, there you go. And then for those of you who don't know, love is their zero. So there you go. <laughs> all right, moving on. Recent injuries and news. So we're shaking it off. Pain is temporary. And ultimately, Mustakas thought that way. He's back. He's he's back. Um, bounce around here. Justin Turner got a groin day to day. That's that, oh, that's, da- that's dad bod right there. Yeah. Yeah. That is Justin Turner. You never know at that situation. That's Clefani. IL. And they're like, hey, you know what? We still have too much pitching. Let's send down Aaron Sanchez. That's kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, the entire Yankees got COVID. The um, Cole, Sanchez, Rizzo. Um, so, And I believe Aaron Judge just got off the COVID list. So they are they are currently fighting that. Oh, and, and Steven, and Vogt kind of came back. It, Chapman is on the IL for, yeah, an elbow injury, not COVID-related. But, yeah. yeah, the entire Yankees team just kind of went down over the week. Yeah. Who also went down, Mountcastle, concussion, IL, seven-day. Shake that off. Rub some dirt in it on your brain and get back in the game. Uh, Hopefully he's Um, okay. He's a little shook. Rendon, uh, hip surgery out for this season. I'm going to go on record right now. He's my buy-low candidate for next year. I mean, depending on how far he goes. But, yeah, he's my buy-low. People are going to just rule, like, just destroy this guy. And I'm like, I'm going to get me some shares of Rendon next year. You heard it first. By low granddad bod. Boom. Uh, Bregman <laughs> nearing return. And DeGrom said he will play at some point this season. Flaherty now, nearing. I, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, but I'm just saying, like, with DeGrom, it's more of a you need to keep very up to date on that because for fantasy purposes, that it really plays a factor in when he comes back, when it matters to you. Because if you're relying on him getting to the playoffs, it might be time to tr- – Excuse me, might be time to trade him to make sure you get there because I wouldn't bet he's here before the playoffs, the fantasy playoffs at least. Yeah, or even God, that's really tough. I, but I, I would mean, try to salvage, yeah. Try to see you, what's if out if there you for you. You tell me you're gonna get to the playoffs and trade and still trade for a DeGrom and he's gonna pitch, like I will sign up for a DeGrom if I you can guarantee if I'm guaranteed already in the playoffs and someone's like, I just need to get rid of DeGrom because I can't keep him, or you know, whatever your situation is, you could do a lot worse than taking a flyer on freaking Jacob DeGrom. Absolutely. Um, yeah, Flaherty nearing a return. Freeman, respiratory infection. Day to day at the moment as of uh, we were recording, um, but hopefully he's okay. Walsh is near return. Soto day to day with the knee. Um, Robert nearing return. Donaldson, old dad bod hamstring. Is that, is that Luis Robert? Luis Robert. He has Re- returned. He did return today. Okay. It was speculation when I yep. created this this morning. Yep. No, he, he did suit up. Yeah, because the game is actually still going right now. So he did. He is playing right now. Is he looking hot? Ah, oh, sorry. Moving on. He was my second pick. Yes. <laughs> All right. Let's uh, talk about some proud moments. What we're proud of over the last seven days of baseball. Um, hitting up first, any big standouts? Yeah, hitting up first is the guy I told you to pick up a number of weeks ago, CJ Crone. I, of course, still did not pick him up, did not take my own advice. 
Um, Sean, what you have is Crohn's disease. You just didn't act on it. Wow. (laughs) Wow. CJ Crohn's disease. There you go. Um, Not Kevin. The one that that surprises me still is Jesse Winker. Like, I always kind of view Jesse Winker as like a mid like guy, but you know, like a guy, he'll be dropped at least like twice in the season and be picked up by three teams or whatever. But I got to start putting more respect on that name because Jesse Winker, I would have thought at some point his value just would have plummeted, but he is still just getting it done. You know who you also did that to? Tyler O'Neill, who had the fifth highest Woba on the week. But he's, I mean, the stats are kind of here and there, as are just the entire, you know, just runs and ribbies for the Cardinals. But he's still holding strong, walking more than ever. And I'm enjoying it. Like he's staying steady. The strikeout rate of 24 isn't like terrible either. Like if you're going to tell me it's 24, that'll play, you know, like walk rate of 20, 24 strike rate. I mean, that's, he could use yeah. that. It's legit. Yeah. Week to week. You just, you build on that. I mean, I, I, for um, probably like mid, early July, I was kind of like, man, he's just, is not producing on that team. I might have to kind of maybe bench him and try to rotate more, but it's like, he's, he's putting in the work. It's just in terms of opportunity for scoring stats are a little bit sparse, but he's holding up his end of the deal for the most part. Um, I would, I'll, I'll throw another name out here or two, I guess. The one that surprises me is uh, the resurgence and it's been a couple weeks coming, not really just recently, but Jonathan India from Cincinnati. That dude has uh, figured it out really quick, I would say. Like, I don't think he started off very well, but then has quickly come back. And then the other one is Starling Marte. Uh, that is a big one that you need to pay attention to because um, the guy playing with some playing time over him uh, just got suspended for 60 games. Or 80 games. So the hot-headed Italian got popped for PEDs. And, and he got mad at the Astros yeah. last year for cheating. It's weird how that works. Um, and then yeah, but uh, Jim Tan guess, laundry, that's all he's gonna do in the slammer. They lock him yeah, up, right? They put him in sure prison. You have to spend days. your time in, in prison. But uh okay. Marte is getting a lot of playing time there, and the change of scenery seems to be doing wonders. I mean, Marte's always been been good, like he's never but like we talked about it last week with Marte going from a big ballpark to a big ballpark, not much of a change, but apparently he loves it. So maybe the winning ways is, uh, is helping Marte because uh, he's been there, good since going to Oakland. There's some stat just tweeted out recently about what he's done with, here we are, 25 total bases, seven stolen bases in the nine games he's been with Oakland. Um, he's the first athletic to do that in any nine game span for Oakland since Ricky Henderson ever I'm heard familiar, of him I'm in 1990 a little bit I I will say whatever Oakland has in their water I mean I'm sure you have to pay for it the players do but um th- whatever whatever it is it works yeah whatever it's, bottling it's company yeah whatever bottling company they use yeah. for their water because they're not taking out the tap no, so no. yeah if it's an Evian or uh what are we talking? What's the top end? A Voss. Voss, yeah. There's no way Oakland's getting Voss in the lot. In the club. I mean, come on, they're Oakland. <laughs> like, but yeah, whatever. Uh, Dasani, maybe they got a Coke deal. <laughs> maybe. I mean, we're getting we're getting pretty generous here. That's still pretty high end for them. Like right? the Kirkland brand, like they get to buy the pack. Let's just be real. Hey, Bryce Harper's alive. I haven't seen anything out of I, him. I, actually, I was listening. I was going to talk about that a little bit. 
but uh, Bryce Harper is actually quietly having a very good year. And I was listening to another podcast and they talked about how technically it, depending on the injuries play out an MVP candidate, just very quietly having a very good year. You don't think so? It's just tough based on just quantitative, you know, just like, I think people want to see lots like, of playing time and who else get, is there for the NL. Yeah. Cause oh. it's like kind of DeGrom and Tatis, but they're both hurt. Yeah, and Cassianos like, has been hurt too. He was and kind I of wanted like, to say uh, that he was up there in WAR for NL players. Like he was like top five. If you don't, you know, you don't include guys that are currently hurt. Interesting. Uh, now I just jacked up my sorry my search, but uh, we're getting we're getting off topic here. But uh, yeah, Bryce Harper seventh, and I mean like. It's not going to be Acuna hurt. It's not going to be Tatis. Trey Turner is another option, but they were talking about how someone who's been traded has never won it. Then it basically comes down to Max see Brian Reynolds, Chris Taylor, and Bryce Harper. And if you're giving an award to the Dodgers, are you really giving it to Chris Taylor? Like an MVP, are you saying Chris Taylor wins the MVP? I don't see that happening. Is a, a Machado or a Crawford like a dark horse? You could say that, but like, I mean... Bryce Harper's also got the name. And so it's going to be hard to like, if he's that, if he's better than them and a name, because that's kind of the whole point of a Chris Taylor or a Brian Reynolds. They're not, they're better than both of them, arguably this year, simply just based off war. Like that's not the greatest way to do it, but like, right. They're getting leapfrogged because of the name by Bryce Harper, but Machado's not, I mean, Bryce Harper's a name also. So Machado really can't leapfrog another name. Yeah, you know, it's kind of hard to justify that. The only one, other one I could think of was Freeman off the top of my head, really solid above average. For, I mean, in terms of Freeman just being above I mean, average. We talked about too Marte, but he got traded, so he's out. That's what they're talking about too. Drake Cronenworth is like, he's Reagan. Like, At least dude, Turner, Turner stayed in L. I mean, does that benefit? Usually a trade. They just say, yeah, they just say someone that's never been traded has ever won it. So, like, I mean, he could, but it's just, you know, it's a precedent. The Buster Posey's kind of out because he won't have enough bats to qualify, is what they're saying. But Cronenworth is I, my I would really give Cronenworth a lot of oomph because of his versatility too. Because if it's the most valuable player, him and Chris Taylor are not like you know Mariners fans were talking about. We're getting a little sidetracked here, but I want to talk about this. Uh, um, like we have uh, the Mariners have uh, more as their utility guy, but he's you know a two hundred hitter. The, and complete oppositions that's great and play uh, most of them above average but is hitting 200 these guys are multiple position eligible but they're like leading you know like they're top five in war in the in their league so you get a utility guy who also can rake at that at multiple positions and play above average defense at multiple positions i think you know if we're talking straight up who should be the mvp i think Cronenworth and chris taylor deserve more but they won't get it war what is it good for Exactly. A little bit of something. Say it again, okay. now, y'all. <laughs> Let's go look at pitchers for the last couple. Of I want to start with one, and it's when I've given a hard time, and it was JT's boy coming in the air. Uh, Blake Snell did some things. Balake. <laughs> Blake Snell did some things. 13 strikeouts in a game. That will play. It helps when it's Arizona. But still, you, you're supposed to do that, right? We say major league team loosely, but still technically they are paid. Right. Cease being nasty. Wheeler, Cy Young, continuing his campaign. That'd be my NL vote. Uh, 
I just traded for that guy, so thank you. Um, not specifically you, but just, you know. Awesome. Hey, I got the trading going in that league, so you're welcome. <laughs> it started a flood. Um, <laughs> Ginger fire sale. And, wow, wow, wow. Um, and I think anybody else, I mean, Max Free, but he's not going very far into innings, going like barely going six both times. But Gill in for the Yankees. Yeah. Ugh. But again, like less than six innings to start. So like I know, but just what other, he was showcased. Like yeah, no, yeah. His his filth nasty. Sorry, like, yeah, stuff was fantastic. K for nine over um, over eleven. Like that's awesome. The only issue is gonna be how long does it go? But I figure, you know, obviously you keep doing this. They're going to keep rolling him out there. They're going to keep letting him go a little bit further. Gets a little bit of trouble with the walks, but that's really more nitpicking than anything. So everything else looks fantastic. Yeah, everything else looks fantastic for Gil. Now that I'm looking at him even more closely. Mm -hmm. uh, anybody else? Uh, Austin, that dude in Colorado who our buddy in the league traded Rendon for straight up and uh, – making us eat our words there. So he took over first place, that guy too, in the league. Right. So, um, <laughs> well played. <laughs> we, we will get on a sidetrack here. We doubted our buddy. His name's George. Uh, he traded Gruber for Grover for, for uh, Rendon straight up when they're both still playing a number of weeks ago. And we're like, what are you doing? And I told the buddy that I know at work and I was like, look, he's won the league twice and he's not throwing. So I'm just going to let him run this thing. Well, we just talked about how those two players are going, and he took over first place recently. So, tip of the cap there, George. Uh, George plays chess in terms of <laughs> fantasy baseball. We're all baseball. playing checkers, and he played chess on us. No, all. some of us play chess, but, like, he's just quiet, keeps himself, but he he's very much into it, has a pulse, paying attention. Yep. You don't need to be active to be I, great. And uh, yeah. I made a trade with him, and – we set the terms and it was done. And then the next sentence he texted, I was like, oh, okay. He even thought of that part. Okay, cool. Because he was like, oh, sweet. I'm going to, I want Matt Olson. I'll give you a pick for him. Cause this is a somewhat of a, a keeper league. So he's like, sweet. And then I'm going to keep Matt Olson next year. So actually, oh wait. And then he's like, it was for a third rounder. And he's like, that's going to be what I need to keep him for here. Just take a second rounder for him. I was like, oh, okay. Thanks. George. George feels bad for the rest of us. It's kind of what it sounds like. <laughs> he's already well, the two-time champ, and he's going for three. So right, I, do, I hardly talk to him, and then all of a sudden, he's just like, "Hey, I feel like going for it. Looks like you're selling." Um, and then he bought like three or four dudes off. That's me. what he. That's what he does with me too. Comes in, swoops in, and just like does a little drive-by. He's like, "How's it going?" Oh no, you're not selling. Okay, just kept going. Like yeah, just like he'll come in, get some players he wants, even in the middle of the season, and then he'll like. But like, yeah, I asked him. I was like, "Hey, why are you trading Rendon for?" for austin and he's like you know i kind of feel this this and this i was like you know what man you have your reason i trust you you're not throwing and he proved us right so i'm gonna stop asking george when every time he makes i think a silly trade i'll just let george, i'll just hit approve on the on the commission approval so actually while we're talking about it that's what i did when i was on the toilet this week so let's just keep talking about it okay, let's go. i was on the toilet way too much making trades so i got a link here near the bottom sean if you want to hit it up oh looks like Chrome is like, hey, you haven't logged into this in a while. But part of one of the trades involved Walker, which earlier in the year we were like, he traded Walker for Freeman with you? Mm -hmm. Straight up. Yep, straight up. So, and you got Freeman. I got Freeman, yes. So, like, that was uh, also a head scratcher and around the same time. So, we were questioning both moves because I think yep. 
that still can be more of a head scratcher now mm -hmm. but we were he was like i want freed and one of your closers and it was either romano or castillo and he was like ah, i'll go romano and he goes what rounds we set the rounds and then he was like do you want any players back and i was like no not necessarily i mean i might take him if you're going to drop him but i don't want it to affect the trade value and he's like no not the trade value he goes actually let me trade you back walker i can't trust him i don't know what he's doing he's volatile but if he starts clicking at least he's on your team and you're probably not going to make the playoffs and it's better than him going to waivers yeah. and someone else buying. And I was like, yep. very savvy statement. I agree. And I also have thought that way in the past when I was competing yep. and stuff like that. And that's one very savvy fantasy. I mean, we're talking, you know, we're, it's just that's like layers right there. Yeah. Yeah. So there, that's, that's beyond that's seeing. Yeah. 4d. So it's, it, that was a very um, nice way of like, here that, like you bring up a good point because when you're competing against somebody versus you know like it's how baseball teams really have to look at it too it's you're not just trying to prove yourself but something you would do i mean like versus real baseball is you drop somebody or somebody drops somebody because they make a big trade the guys you're competing with are going to compete for those guys too on the waiver wire so george by essentially a guy who stalls value in a starting pitcher market that's hard you know it's people are looking for arms or even taking gamble on arms that he would get picked up right away and George can just kind of stash him on a gut team like JT who's playing and accruing picks for next year. And so he's just not sitting there for someone like me or somebody else who's going for the playoffs against him. So that's, yep. that's incredibly smart. Yeah. But I, I mean, how many trades have I done? One, two, three, four, five, six, and then the seventh was today. So I did six over the weekend and then seventh today. So man, I was on the toilet a lot. I got into, I got into three. There you go. I, I kind of did a, uh, a Mariners slash raise thing. I traded four wheeler. Didn't have it to give up a ton. Cause I gave up a keeper as well. I threw in Mark Canna, who is a very late keeper and he gets multiple years of eligibility, but I also acquired a pick from giving up a position of need. I have a couple second basemen that I really like. So got a mid round pick for that one. So I've kind of played it as more of a, a Mariners slash a more lateral approach. I didn't want to really go for it. Cause I think my team is fine enough right now as it is, as I told George, I said, I'm good enough to come after you right now. I think I just need to like get a little bit of luck to get back in this. And I'm in the playoff spot right now. And I, I have a position of need or a, strength so i was going to acquire some picks for future so yeah and especially in our league it's a head-to-head head-to-head -head. Head -head is volatile yeah, yeah. yeah so one week determines um whether you advance or not having a buy in our league is super key in the playoffs so like sean said i'm nodding my head as he's saying this like to buy and sell to put your, yourself in a good position for an extra pick next year but also you know trade from strength and and keep your a balance to your team is also very nice in terms of this is a head-to-head -head, you know focus uh roto's roto's a little bit different you probably more tr obviously trade from like depth of stats so yeah. just a different thought by the same mentality yep yeah yeah mine was i was so i'll give you an example here i had um ty france who was a late round pick had multiple position eligibility and was mainly being used as a second baseman. Cause I don't think he has value at really first or third with he's really just valuable as a 
as a second baseman because it's it's still pretty weak. And I had already got another second baseman or have Simeon who can play second base for me and I have a couple of shortstops that I, I like. And so I was able to trade my Ty France with a keeper, a little bit of keeper value and get a get a decent mid-round pick for him. So. Yep. And then also those multi-eligible, you know, they won't they won't do much, but, you know, in a head to head and it's a Monday or a Thursday and they actually play that day and you can slide them to a different spot and get an extra four at bats. And maybe you randomly get one more ribby that could that could totally change the week. So that's also nice. A late round guy for a guy who's got, you know, almost 800 OPS or, you know, a 750 OPS. You could do a lot worse than that, because, I mean, before he was running out Glaber Torres, who's a 650 OPS, which you know, based on name that can get you in trouble and is now on the COVID IL or uh, Jazz, who is on the COVID IL again, I think, officially. Oh, he's on the injury list. It, it says COVID. So shoulder. Oh. Yeah. So, and I said, I'm like, can you really rely on him playing? He goes, no. And that was kind of the dagger. And two days later, Jazz is on the IL again. So he made a good move too. He needs a second baseman. And again, a 750 OPS second baseman for a mid-round pick is – and a guy who's also competing for the playoffs. It's kind of a win-win, personally. Yep. I agree. Um, let's second. see. I still have Goldschmidt. What's your toilet stat? <laughs> I, still have, I still have Goldschmidt. I know you got a couple 1Bs, but they're day-to-day. Are you? Uh, some... I think I'm just going to roll with the, <laughs> the Fred Freeman. I'm, I'm sorry, man. but I, No, I, he's I, just – the Goldschmidt's the last guy that's – of like I know that's got a lot of it's got a lot of value um, for you but you know but I, the only the only it's the only player that i'm like you know it's going to be a I don't, top you know, half pick in return otherwise i'm set i got eight picks in the first like 48 and then yeah. i over i have another seven in the next 48 so i have 15 picks in the first 100 or 96 I mean, I, I would love it, but Freddie Freeman, Royce Hoskins, Chris Bryant, I don't think I can afford. Oh, yeah, he's got basement. first. Yeah, he's got first eligible too. I, I just, forgot. I got so many, I got so many first basemen, man, and they're all, they're all top eighty. I can't play them all. That's I had to, so I had to trade some guys. I was like, I can't play all these dudes. Right. So. No, I'll take, I'll take Goldschmidt. He's, he's just underrated. No one appreciates him. That's fine. But you know what we appreciate? Dad strength, monster dongs, dingers. Got round you. trippers so i'm pull up some distances just rattle them off just spitting some numbers a little, a little, a little issue here okay speaking of my boy reese hoskins right there four, there three, he is but adolis just all or nothing man he's sputtering but 450 foot home run seth brown i see you seth brown man, four, four, sam four, hilliard though three of them Oh, sorry, Sam. I just picked you up too. Four sixty-five. Woo! He's so high. Man. Wow. One ten. Impressive. On a cutter. Wilson Ramos. He's back from the dead. Dad bod dinger. Boom! There we go. Bringer dinger. He had a monster one, right? Yeah, four forty-two. 109.9 109.9 exit velo, 439 distance, 110 exit velo. I, can I be honest? I'm kind of disappointed somebody. Mike Zanino, only 17th on this list, dude. <laughs> only 424. I expected more, Mike Zanino. We should just have a list of at altitude and not at altitude. Because <laughs> like just McMahon and Don Nunez, like, okay, we get it. 
We get it. Ibrahim Toro, though, 430. You know, not not a very large guy, but... uh, You know what? Everyone was complaining that he's not a Honda. He's not like a Husqvarna. And I'm like, hey, I roll with a Toro out in my front yard. Don't knock the Toro. That's my second baseman in that league I told you from. So just what's up? (laughs) I was talking about lawnmower, Sean. This is dad podcast. Uh, um, um, John Deere. Craftsman. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Exit Velos real quick. Jordan Alvarez. 114.1 home run exit velo let's see this launch angle on that though oh i just saw Got a few in here um eloy came back and hit one today i was just i don't think it's gonna be on there yet but i heard it was a pretty nice shot itself i think he had one yesterday too was did. amazing he, uh yeah so i don't see him on here kind of that's surprising but yeah <laughs> i heard it was eric Hosmer, he's bounced back month of well all-star break Till now well um job was in jeopardy yeah <laughs> it's like a seeger thing where he's like oh gotta start swinging hot i don't know yeah. but it's just like i mean good for him i, I think i would have had goldschmidt sold to one of uh, the hosmer owner if yeah. not for hosmer's renaissance last two weeks because he doesn't Although, have a backup first baseman if i'm kind of the hosmer owner i'm like why do i own hosmer we talked about that a couple weeks ago like the renaissance is nice but right it's it's that's what it is i think it's a little eduardo escobar <laughs> still chugging along randy rosarena randy too mm. as well both against joey gallo, gallo rizzo one. you don't need exit for those guys just put okay, it down the line about, can we talk about joey gallo's launch angle of 48 degrees when he hit his home run at 109 yeah like Off seawald of course man like it was the highest launch angle for a home run in StatCast history, yep. wasn't it? 48 degrees. 331. It squeaked out, but it counts all the same. Goodness. Yeah. Break your neck on that one. Like, uh, lost it in the lights. I mean, if you want to go back and watch the replay, that ball was in the air forever. Like, it. it he was just... rounding third, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and he's not fast. No, <laughs> so, like, Gallo is. <laughs> he plays center sometimes. Well, Joey Gallo? Gallo played center. Yeah, but that's not because Texas. he's good at center. That's because they have Stanton Judge. Like, like it's, it's he's good enough to be on a major league team, and that's what Arizona counts. If we're talking linebacker room for an NFL team, the Yankees outfield is doing great. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. I did a little DIY uh, stat just for funsies. Really, no other good reason. I call it quip. It's K's. Yeah, K's divided by walks and hits. So it's kind of like a whip with a K. So it's a quip. A quip. So um, there's only 50 qualified starting pitchers. And I kind of did this quickly. So I just did them just to see what we're looking at. And I can deep dive it next week. But I was just trying to think of a DIY stat. It's been a while. So I was like, okay, yeah, who's, who's balancing out enough strikeouts to their walks and hits? I'm really uh, surprised Robbie Ray is as high as he is. Cause I mean, we've talked about it before, but he's been a notorious walk guy in the past, but he's number 11 on here on this list, or I guess technically 10 on this list. Right. I mean, Sorry, he's a, uh, he's an average walk guy now this year. Yeah. Which is... Seeing him as high on a walk, a list that takes walks into account it, right above Walker Bueller is, uh, is pretty impressive. So out of the qualified 50, there's only, where are we at? 16 that are above a one so it's again it's strikeouts divided by walks plus hits 
that, um, that 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 from 16 to 1 is a pretty sizable gap looking at the numbers here for those you can't see Freddie Peralta it, it's the same gap from what is it 16 to 45 ish like that is a yeah, 0.5 yeah Freddie Peralta true. Max Scherzer Corbin Burns are are very much above it. and then Garrett Cole you can say it. Garrett Cole and Woodruff are like the next tier but yeah, it's it's those three. Man, Milwaukee, they just they're not playing games. <laughs> like, you gotta watch. They're out, playing man. a different game. <laughs> you gotta watch out when that team is the playoffs. You're gonna throw those three at you. And based on this list, and that's it. <laughs> they're not messing. Around. They don't need much else. Is what it right? says. They ain't messing around. Very impressive down here for qualified at the bottom. It's your low strikeouts. Pitch to contact, Davies, Keichel, Keller, Fultonevich. Flexing down here, but it's it's an efficient K to walk, you know? It's yeah. it's almost about a four, but... He also gets a lot of double plays. I believe he's a major league, yeah. leader, league leader in that. And there is something, I wouldn't say, like, it's hard to say to skill, but again, if you're pitching to contact and weak contact with and you give up a walk, it's not going to hurt you as much as a guy who gives up hard contact but strikes a bunch of guys out. So if he's giving up that constant weak contact behind a good infield like the Mariners, it's not going to hurt you that much. That that is what I'm saying is that's a repeatable, a yeah. trait for Chris Flexen. Yeah, and what I liked about this was it really separated, almost in one number, it gave you the high K guys and the really good WHIP guys in one yeah. number. Yeah, and I don't know if that's more efficient, but. I'll have to deep dive more and see how it um, correlates or how it just kind of where it fits, because obviously these are just like, it's splicing two different numbers, putting them into one, but um, it is, it is kind of makes you obviously, like you said, those top, those top 15 or whatever really stand out. Peralta, Scherzer, Burns, Cole, Woodruff, Gossman, Darvish, Musgrove, Wheeler, Ray, top 10 there. Yeah, those Walker Bueller is he a side candidate? He's had a strong start to, to yeah, now. Yeah, but I think what you said earlier, same with Zach. I think the case you make for Walker Bueller, you just make for Wheeler is better. Like, just honestly, True. Musgrove True. has had a really sneaky one too. I think I don't think he gets as much love as he should, but I, I think you're right. I think Wheeler's kind of got to be the front runner. I mean, Prolton Burns are nice too. Woodruff, really, and the Milwaukee guys, but Wheeler's my front runner. All right. So your last day is a day. Did you just did you just swing by the water cooler one last time? Just uh I did to anyone the water last? Cooler, uh, filled up this bad boy. There you go. Stay hydrated. Um oh, did you cooks. say any good goodbyes or like make sure you got some some digits for you know future uh fantasy fellow managers coming in have already have the digits but yes i fantasy football is around the corner so we, we had to share some digits all right well i'm looking at the happy haps we're switching over fancy football by the way I'm just announcing it straight up let's straight be forward up. We're, not, we're not beating around the bush we're not be a man so what i wanted to look at was um dabble in some depth charts and then kind of use that to play a game um so again i probably probably for football i use fantasy pros the most for any fantasy 
um, website regarding like any sport for fantasy. Um, there's a there's just a lot to parse, and I, I guess fantasy pros for preseason stuff, especially any sport, baseball. It's um it's a nice just like get a consensus rankings whatnot but they got depth charts here and for me as like a casual nfl fan and more just kind of follow football to to do fantasy sometimes i forget who moves where and you know how things have shaken out so i got the depth charts up but we're gonna play a game sean has the access to the pff found article of team offensive rankings kind of like a best ball style viewpoint and best ball, if you're not familiar, um, ultimately you draft and then you just watch it happen. It'll take the best results each week. And you just, you really draft for savvy depth. And, and it's just a different way to be a fantasy player, but have no strings attached during the season. Don't have to worry about setting lineups, all that jazz. So you've got the PFF up. I got it. Um, I'm just going to kind of, I'm going to maybe, maybe I can quickly go through most teams and then guess if they're like high. So top 10 or mid or then low for like bottom 10. Yeah. Does that work? All right. So alphabetical, just Arizona Cardinals, Kyler Murray, top three quarterback right now in terms of the rankings. Uh, Not much at tight end, but they got Hopkins, Kirk, the wide receivers. Looks like AJ Green now is over there. I don't know how I feel about that. It might looks like he might be competing with more in terms of fantasy stats. Um, Edmonds and Connor. Not sure if there's like a somewhat of a split backfield there, but overall, I'd say, gosh, it's tough to judge it right off the bat with not knowing reading the rest of them. It's either going to be a, a like a low high or a high mid. So I'm going to say maybe. I'm going to say teens. Let's go with like a 12, like high mid. How about, what's PFF say? 14. I I largely agree. The issue is going to come down to what you're going to get out of your second wide receiver. Kyler and Kyler's health. If Kyler's healthy, it'll be higher. If Kyler's hurt, it'll be lower. And I think they nailed it right here because you really can't assume one or the other. So 14 is probably the best spot for him around there. Sweet. Baltimore Ravens, Lamar Jackson, if healthy and able to breathe properly. Yes. Uh, Mark Andrews also topped five at each of their positions, respectively. Andrews being the tight end. Wide receivers, nothing much going on, but you still got Marquise Brown. Sammy Watkins is now there. Some guy named Rashad Bateman. Um, This kind of sounds like bait, honestly. Um, But you got... J.K. Dobbins, we want to believe, right? Gus Edwards always there to vulture. I'm, I'm, I almost feel like these. This is the fifteenth. I'll go mid mid. They have him at twelve. Okay, but I completely agree with you. I think this is overrating Baltimore. I think this is largely driven by Lamar Jackson more than anything, and the tight ends, and maybe a couple running backs. I don't know if you're going to get much from the wide receivers consistently week in and week out. Um, so I would say much lower. DeMar Jackson and Andrews are going to vulture, and probably even Gus Edwards are going to vulture most of the points. So best ball, those three guys are really going to do a bunch of the damage. Your other guys aren't going to get much. I Brown and Bateman, I, I can't rely on them at any point, really. 
Right. If if anything, this offense could support two solid running backs. Looks yeah, like the I, next team. Yeah, really, it's a running back. Yeah. Everyone's gonna run. So next team, very kind of same thought, but we got a quarterback who can throw a little bit better or just more often. Buffalo Bills, Josh Allen. They have a second consensus ranking overall at the quarterback. Diggs, third overall, the wide receiver. And then you're throwing in uh, Zach Moss and Singletary with the running backs. Brita is now over there. Might vulture some random, I, mean, I don't know, goal line or gosh, that, that's a pretty good running back feel. That's competitive. Tight ends, Dawson Knox. Good for him. Um, also wide receivers, Cole Beasley and Emmanuel Sanders. I'm not familiar with Gabriel Davis, but this is feeling spicy. I'm going to go like fifth overall top mid they have them at two whoa um i'll say probably a little high i i I think regression is coming for josh allen the digs play is nice and you said the running backs are nice but i i don't they had a very easy schedule they got lucky last year too they're the luckiest offense in the league i i it will regress but you know you can still easily convince me top five sweet moving on Carolina Panthers, Sam Darnold, pretty low back for the quarterback rankings. Some guy named Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, yeah, I think you're saying it wrong, but yeah. Okay. Oh, it's Sam's cousin, Dan Arnold at tight end. (laughs) And then we got wide receiver DJ Moore, legit. Robbie Anderson, I always think he's underrated. I, I enjoy drafting him, even when he was with the Jets. Chubba Hubbard, what are we doing with the names? Dan, Dan Arnold, Sam Darnold, Chubba Hubbard. Print the shirts, dude, dude. Carolina Panthers. Other than McCaffrey and DJ Moore, it, it's really just Robbie Anderson. That's it. This is definitely a bottom, bottom third, twenty first to thirtieth. Or wait, where are we doing? How many teams in NFL? Third two. Third two. Excuse me, but um, I'm gonna say. Uh, 25 overall 22 okay probably say it's a little high Uh, it's gonna like most fantasy it's gonna go how sam darnold goes and i'm just not into it christian mccaffrey will vulture a lot of the points i agree with you robbie anderson's really underrated but i just don't know if sam darnold's gonna give him the ball enough (laughs) like that's just what it is him and dj Moore. i just don't think there's gonna be enough decent touches we everyone always thinks that teams that are behind give a lot of volume we've now know that that's not true good teams still usually get more fantasy points shocking um so i just don't see it i I would if i was a defensive coordinator which i am in madden i just feel like nine in the box prove it yeah makes it makes (laughs) have one guy over the top on robbie because he does robbie does one thing real good it's run fast on a straight line but other than that like yeah eight in the box one spy one over the top and just one free roaming (laughs) yeah just dare him to do it but i don't think they're going and full disclosure i can't see the pff rankings i feel like i'm doing really well so far all i can read is the first three and then it says you have to pay for this so i know the three but I could only remember the Bills were up there at this point. I can't remember yeah. the rest. So let's keep going. This is fun. Justin Fields on the Bears now. Justin Fields and Andy Dalton. Um, in terms of the, just his fantasy rankings, they feel like Fields will probably essentially have more value in the long run once the season you know finishes. Um, but Nick Foles is there too. So very mixed quarterback kind of committee-esque thing. Jimmy Graham's still alive, but they also have Cole Komet for the tight ends. 
Allen Robertson, the second. Darnell Mooney, Daz Newsom. Marquise Goodwin's down there. Okay, he moved from the Niners. So not a great wide receiver. I'm not really... I guess I'm somewhat cool on Allen Robinson. Maybe you can talk about that more. But David Montgomery for the running backs. Cohen's still there. Damian Williams now with them. I'm feeling like a, like a, oh, man, I don't know. Mixed fields could really pop off. I'm thinking back end of the middle, so maybe just like 21 or so. They have him at 24. Uh, I, I agree with you. I think a little high. I, if fields pops off, which I think he will more, Al Robinson – it, with advanced metrics and route running and all that stuff, love him. He's actually top five in the league. It's just, you know, with Trubisky and all these guys throwing to you, it's it's hard. So if if Fields shows any sort of life, Al Robinson's going to go nuts. Um, but the problem still with that is their upside's probably only about what you said, JT, 2021, because I just don't like a lot of their other options. I just don't think they have much at all outside of him. So, yeah, 22, 21. All right. Moving on to the Bengals, got Joe Burrow back from the, the ACL. Does he have a total, like ACL-MCL, if I, I remember right? Yeah, I'm not, I can't speak to everything. But, but yeah. Hopefully he's back healthy, just got a brace on it. Joe Mixon at running back, he's the bell cow. They got P. Ryan there now, uh, moving wide shavers. T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, those are new names to me. Uh, Tyler Boyd there at third, so they got a strong – depth that wide receiver no number one but a bunch of probably twos in terms of just like or threes for fantasy wise if we're speaking but tight ends also um uzoma and sample i'm guessing at some of these names but i'm feeling like a 18 here um with burrow being a probably above average mix in lots of production and then just like some depth here wide receiver tight end they have it 10 which was kind of surprising. Um, however, looking at it, um, Mixon's a capable running back. Jamar Chase, Higgins, and Boyd. I, I've been more of a Boyd has been a product of someone has to catch a ball at some point, you know, kind of situation. I've never been really super impressed with him. He's kind of like the Chris Bosh in, in uh, Toronto before he went to Miami. Someone had to get points for Toronto. So you're um, not a Boyd boy or a Boyd I'm boy? I'm not a Boyd boy. But okay. for a number three or two, you could do a lot worse than a Boyd. You know what I mean? Like as a one, everyone's like, oh, like I'm like, I don't know if I bullet buying this. But as a three, because Jamar Chase is the real deal, I think you could convince me Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow is, I believe he's very good. It just comes on how healthy is week one. But I think 10 is probably like their absolute ceiling though. So yeah. I would say probably closer to 15. All right. Cleveland Browns next up. They got Mayfield. They got Chubb. They got Hunt, Odell, Landry. These are all big names you know. They've acquired Austin Hooper at tight end. They still have David Njoku. This feels stacked fantasy-wise. This feels like an eight. I'm feeling solid. Um, it's tough to know who's going to pop off each game for the Browns because if I remember right last year, it almost seemed like they kind of went hot hand. I know they had a little bit of um, – little bit of a dinged up injury part of the backfield but yeah I'll, i'm gonna guess an eighth overall for this entire offense as a team they have been 11 okay um, i think it's this is more of a chance to be right where they are rather than the Bengals, which we just talked about at 10 um, because chubb and cream hunt 
are obviously like their talent. Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry, great route runners. It's just kind of like this team just is so much talent, but it, it's going to come down to Baker. Can Baker do the thing that they need him to do to take that next step? Austin Hooper, decent tight end. Shouldn't hold you back at all. Spent money in the O-line. I, I, everybody every year says they're going to take that step, and I believe them in the past. But I mean, at this point, I'm kind of agree about 11 is where I want them because until they do it, it's hard to keep assuming they're going to do it. when they, Every year they just don't quite do it. It's true. It's I yeah, them, but you got to do it. It's that whole name value carries yep. the weight, but it's true production is lacking. Yep, at a certain point. Can you keep moving on time wise? We're only going to the top half, so we'll end with the the Chiefs, and then we'll start back off next time with both LA teams. But moving on, we're going to do Cowboys now. Um, Dak Prescott back healthy and able, hopefully. Ezekiel Elliott. And Pollard there, running back, C.D. Lamb, Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup. And at tight end, we got Jarwin and Schultz. Um, man, it's probably going to be high. I don't feel the greatest about this, um, but I bet PFF likes it and is going to give like a sixth overall. You're going to go six. They go ahead at four. Yeah, me personally, I'd probably say like, 10 or 9 but I don't know I might say this is a little underrated whoa because those three receivers I talked about poo-poo. a number 3 receiver Michael Gallup as your 3 is is stupid like that's stupid yeah I'm not impressed with them we are on opposite <laughs> <laughs> sides of the table it's uh, <laughs> Ezekiel Elliott again I'm not impressed with Ezekiel but he can catch balls out of backfield which is like that's really an important thing he's got decent hands for and then Dak Prescott might be the most underrated quarterback in football amen that's where probably comes from most of this is from is them and yeah I I just think that their offensive line is finally getting worse now with aging out and everything but Pollard is a great number two even on top of Ezekiel Elliott so I just think that there's depth here there's injury you could other than Dak you can weather a lot of even injuries in this position. So I think four is maybe a little low. I can go two or three. There you go. Well, if the Cowboys need O-line, I'm available. There you go. I've only had one major surgery, and that was when I was three months old. Really recovered since then. But, um, and I, and I, I uh, was born in Prosser. So Kellen Moore from Prosser, I could just, that's that's the icebreaker. And then I'm like, Hey, do you guys need six, four, 300 pound ginger? Like just to take up oh, space and get in the way? They're probably, they're probably going to pass from. Do they already have one on the team? Do they meet their quota? Just, I mean, it's, it's, do you need one? <laughs> well, if you have to ask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got rid of Andy Dalton for a reason. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Denver Broncos. Um, don't know who's going to be the quarterback. Bridgewater's there now with Locke competing. Running back, we've got Melvin Gordon, the third, and Javante Williams. That's a cool name. I don't, I'm not familiar. Can't think of a face. Noah Fanta, tight end. Wide receivers being Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy. And then we're not sure who's going to fill in the third. Tim Patrick, KJ Hamler. That's my bet. The Hamler Burger. All right, so I'm not feeling the strong quarterback play. I feel feel like that's really just going to hurt them. Really, the tight end is their their best overall position for fantasy. Um, twenty four. Twenty four. 
24. Yeah, sorry, I got distracted. I was looking up something about them. I have to I have to find them. They're not they're not very high. Let's put it that way. Um, I think they're the next to last. Let me let me keep going. Oh, down. But I yeah. would. Oh no, they're they're 26th. Oh. I actually love their wide receivers, Sutton and Judy, and Hamler is a three. So this has Hamler at three as well. I like them, but you're you're totally right. If you if they list best ball six people and one of the six is not your quarterback, you're probably in trouble. Um, I don't believe in Teddy Bridgewater, and I don't really believe in um, Locke either. So I, that's going to limit their their ability. And Sutton and Judy put up some numbers with just nothing throwing them the ball last year or the last two years, vice versa. But they got to get some consistency, and you've got to get these guys a quarterback. But until then, I yeah, about twenty six is probably right. Side question, real quick. You you hear the name Jerry Judy? Do you think football or Brooklyn Nine Nine? I still think football, but yeah. Okay. Now that I you think... say that, I'll probably think Brooklyn Nine Nine now. The Pontiac Bandit. Okay. Anyway. Yes, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, fantasy team name. Whoever there drafts. You go. Maybe I'll just draft him. Lock just, it up. For, what is it in the league where Rux and I drafted him solely based off name? <laughs> like you just gotta do it. And then what's, Base... your, what's, your, what's your guy from? What is it? The Bears. Or no, what was that? Was it running back? Oh no, it's from the Browns. No, gosh, what was his name? Keep going, I'll find it. Okay. Uh moving on, we're gonna get the Lions in here. There's really a good name on the Lions here. Um Amon Ra St. Brown as their two receivers. Chubba Hibbard. There you go. Hubbard, Chubba Hubbard. <laughs> yes, go. yes, Chubba Hubbard. Yeah. All the bees. <laughs> yeah. Um, but for the Lions leading the way in terms of just positional value it's tj hawkinson five overall ranked tight end and then you got perryman wide receiver st brown there and tyrell williams still going deandre swift jamal williams running back and then you got Goff. um gosh i'm gonna say this is like a 22 they are 31 okay so obviously being a strong tight end doesn't carry weight and yeah their wide receivers are pretty poor so yeah i do see that now that i i i think I pretty much agree i just don't see any names that pop here especially these are names that could pop if you had quarterback help but they're not going to get any quarterback help anymore it's yeah it's gonna be bad quintez cephas <laughs> I, I will say before we go on swift <laughs> is the only one that has a lot of value because running backs regardless of this will get touches right and swift is the one to i wouldn't down I wouldn't move him down a ton just because of who he is because running backs don't need the quarterback to throw it to him. They'll just hand it to him. So I should have made a complete team based on key and peel and be like, guess who's on this team. And sorry, <laughs> I'm getting flashes of that right now. Can move on to the Packers. Aaron Rodgers is back, not retired as of the recording right now on August 9th. Who knows? Um, Aaron Jones at running back with AJ Dillon. Devonte Adams, Lazard, Valdez, Scantling, and Cobb is back along with Amari Rogers. They go in just five wide, empty backfield. I don't know. Um, Robert Tanyan. I'm feeling solid. I'm feeling high. Let's go like lucky number seven for the Green Bay Packers. My dog just freaked me out. She just walked in my closet. And oh, <laughs> Mila. No, okay, okay. There you go. Uh, they are number five. Okay. I largely agree. Um. Their tight end Robert, uh, he's the one I want to focus on because who knows? 
it seems too good to be true for him to be that touchdown dependent and that get that many touchdowns. So I would avoid him this year. He's going to go really high, but avoid him because t- that touchdown dependent for tight ends, he can easily be target, not targeted as much next year and lose all value. So, um, but yeah, like Rogers, if he bounces back again, Deion Adams is always going to be great. Aaron Jones is always going to be great regardless of how good Adams is because a bad Aaron Rodgers is still a top 10 or top 12 quarterback. Um, so they will, they'll keep their value. The question is if he's bad, how will it affect everybody else? Um, but I, I think Aaron Rodgers will kind of, he won't be as good as last year and he won't be as bad as the previous three years. I think he'll find a nice medium, but uh, yeah. I will probably take him like seventh or eighth overall this, as a team. All right. So, <laughs> okay. Yeah. These next two teams is kind of what I was thinking. We're at the bottom of the barrel. So we're just going to get to the Texans. We're going to go quick. Here Deshaun Watson, David Johnson, Philip Lindsay's there now and Mark Ingram, the second and Rex Burkhead, all names, you know, but don't matter. Cooks, wide receiver, Anthony Miller, tiny little Anthony. And then uh, there's not really a tight end, Jordan Akins. Uh, it's either 31 or 32. And based on them not having the running back for the Colts, I'm just saying this is the 32nd ranked. They're the 32nd ranked pretty quick. Uh, I don't think Deshaun will play. Uh, Brandon Cooks is really quarterback dependent. And David Johnson just is not the guy. So they're, they, they are last and they deserve to be last. Yep. All right, Colts, Carson Wentz, but now he's injured, so we've got Eason out of what? Uh, uh, right now, Georgia? Georgia? Uh, brought in, uh, oh gosh, what's his name? Uh, Henley, too. Red oh, okay. Um, they got Jonathan Taylor, who I alluded to, but other than that, Naheem Hines, third down type, Max still there. Uh, wide receivers, Pittman Jr., Hilton, Paris Campbell, Pascal, and then Jack Doyle. Mo Ali Cox. I'm thinking uh, there might be. A, I can't think. I'll just say 30th. Taylor uh, really helps, but they're 23rd. But I think this is really high, even yeah. with Carson Wentz. I, I Ty's a quarterback dependent receiver, and Carson Wentz, even with him, wasn't going to be the guy. And I just Taylor, I didn't really buy last year, anyways. Or Hines, they split too much, and they just didn't get enough points even between the two of them. Mm-hmm. Pittman is your one. I'm not buying it. I, I would guess more 28, 27 personally with this team. Yeah. Lions esque. Really just the, the running backs going to carry the day. Players. <laughs> like it's be very real. <laughs> right. I went to the well, Evan Byrne. I'm not going back. <laughs> All right. We got two more teams here to wrap up the top half, or I guess alphabetically. So next up, Jacksonville Jaguars. They got Trevor Lawrence uh, competing with Garner Minshew, the second. Go Cougs. Uh, Travis Etienne. Etienne, yeah, Etienne, Etienne, uh, James Robinson, Carlos Hyde, uh, let's see, Chark Jr., Chenault Jr., Jones Jr. That's fun. They're just rolling them out there. <laughs> and then no one at tight end. Tim, Tim, Tebow. Tim Tebow. Um, I'm feeling like Lawrence again, kind of like Fields, like he obviously could break out based on pedigree and the flow. Um, other what I'm gonna say 19. They have him at 18. Okay, I, I agree. Lawrence is such an upgrade, and everything I've seen and heard, he is that guy. Um, I won't doubt a guy who has not lost a regular season game since his sophomore year, and uh, since since his um, was it his freshman year in high school or last year of middle school? 
So um, at a certain point, he just wins games. So he, he just plays at every level, regardless of how he grades or looks. Um, so I doubted Trevor Lawrence at one point. That's why I'm saying this. So I'm now buying Trevor Lawrence. Is that still intact? Did they lose when he was out? Yes, they and did. This, okay. Yeah, okay. They lost to Notre Dame when he wasn't playing. Okay. Um, so, but yeah, he he has not lost a regular season game since I believe middle school. Um, so, their Chark is all the juniors. Knight Marvin Jones Jr. is a three. I really like all three of these weapons. The problem is going to be like you said. I'm not sure with the running backs wise why you get James a move away from James Robinson. Showed enough thing, but the problem is here with Travis James Robinson and Carlos Hyde and that mm. and then and that coach they're going to split a lot of carries. And so mm-hmm. best ball is not going to really help there because if each guy gets 30 yards, it, none, none of them are really going to get 60 in a touchdown. Someone might get 20 in a touchdown. The other guy's going to get 40 and the other guy's going to get 60. I think they're going to split the running backs way too much in a best ball league and tight end. There's nothing. So I think talent wise, they have more than to be 18th, but I think the coaching and how he's going to run the things college style offense, he mm-hmm. will actually not in real football, but in fantasy football will hurt. So I think they're going to be closer to 21 or 20. Yeah, I could see almost Etienne being like a Sony Michelle, like some hype, but might just end up being third yeah, a down. A lot of New England Patriots where it's you don't know what running back's going to be. And even in best yeah. ball, like the Patriots work in best ball because one guy gets is the featured guy every week. I just think they're going to throw guys in different situations and they're they're going to all get between six or five and a half to eight points a week. And not, it's going to be hard for them to get more than that. I think you might, you know, you might get a week where one guy is like 12 or 13, but I just think they're not going to get, you can't consistently bank on one guy breaking double digits every week. It just might, Hey, who do you want to not match up yeah. against? And he's going to have the game. So yeah, that's, that's, um, yeah. there is some best ball value potentially we're saying here. Last team we're going to cover for now for this episode is going to be the Kansas city chiefs. Wow. This is easy one for me to end on some guy named Patrick. Mahomes, the second. Yeah. He plays baseball, or he played baseball for a little bit. Um, so he's ranked number one at his position of quarterback. Uh, the number one overall ranked wide receiver, Tyreek Hill, is also on this team, and the number one overall ranked tight end is Travis Kelsey, who's also on this team. Um, don't forget, we also have Edwards Hilaire, but that's kind of the only names. There's Miko Hardman. It's tough to count on him week to week. Uh, Daryl Williams will not really see much of the ball unless Edward Schler needs a breather or is, you know, an ailment. But this is your number one team in my estimation for fantasy. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. It, it. This is a team that even with, with injuries, obviously again, minus the quarterback, that goes without saying whenever we talk about this type of stuff. Even if, even if Hill goes down, Mahomes will make the other guys just as good or almost as good as the other ones. He will put up numbers. He'll throw for 300 yards anyways with with or without Travis Kelsey as well. Now, maybe if you take all of the weapons away, like Edwards, Hill, and Kelsey all in one game, then maybe we're starting to have an issue. But if you take one of them, like if you take a Hill out for a week or take a Kelsey out, he'll be just fine. He's Mahomes is that good. So, um, yeah, it's one of one. There's, <laughs> there's, I just don't think there's really much of a – it's not really that close between two either. Cool. That was fun. Next episode, we'll cover the bottom of the alphabet, starting with both Los Angeles teams working all the way down to the Washington football team. Um, That was a lot of fun. I enjoyed that.
Um, close it. Say again. You did pretty good, JT. Yeah, I mean, I didn't establish prices right rules. I was just trying to get close, closest. You know, what is that other one that they play on prices right? The little guy in the mountain. Oh, uh, got to get close. Did you guess something climber? Yeah. Yeah, cliffhanger or something. We're not knowing this. <laughs> All right, closing dad bod player of the week. Man, sixteen RBI in a week. We'll we'll kind of get it. And when when you got the disease, Sean, you just need to take your medication and just, just pick them up on your team. CJ Crone. CJ Crone. Listen to my own freaking advice. <laughs> um, hat tip to him being a journeyman first baseman. Solid defense, probably average to slightly above average, but definitely just kind of that slugger. And he'll always probably have a spot as long as he's healthy. And he's moved around a lot, but everyone who plays first base, not a lot of wear tear that position. He could play for a lot longer. Right. But you know what we appreciate as dads? We save up our money. We work hard. We take our kids to a game. And you know what he did on the weekend? What did he do? <laughs> on the three-day weekend against Miami at home, if you went to one of the three games, you at least saw him hit uh, uh, two hits each game, at least two runs each game, at least two RBI. But that was the low point on the Saturday game. On Friday, two home runs, two runs, two ribbies. On Saturday, he had the double with the two runs and two ribbies. And then on Sunday, seven RBI game on two home runs two, uh two runs it, well done he played up for the fans and that's what you want you want to go see a game your boy produced and i just need to pick up oh, more shares of my boy <laughs> <laughs> so hat tip to cj crone dad bod player of the week thank you all for joining us we appreciate you listening and as always we have some dad wisdom to take with you life is full of shots take your shot You'll never regret it. And besides, you miss all the shots you don't take. Wayne Gretzky, a.k.a. Michael Scott. There you go. So take care. Be well. He's Sean. I'm JT. Follow us on at Fantasy Dad Pods. And until next time, we'll see you later. See ya.